This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. No Jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. And today we're in here with the one and only Pressa. How you feeling, my guy? I'm so happy, you guy. I'm great. It's nice to have you in here. I appreciate you for having me, man. No, no problem. I remember when I first heard you, it was actually because of DJ Carnage. Like, we were uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we were doing one of those things where you're hanging out with somebody for the first time, and you're kind of going back and forth, playing each other artists that they ain't heard before. And he put your shit on, and I hadn't heard it up to that point, and I was just like, holy fuck, this is, this is insane. This guy has one of the craziest voices I ever heard. <laughs> and uh, it made quite an impression on me. So it's, it's dope. dope that we're finally going to connect. Shout out to DJ Carnage, man. Yeah, good dude. Um, and I also remember at the time one of the things he said about you was, "This motherfucker got some problems with the law. He might never come to America." <laughs> I believe at the time it was, "He is never coming to America," <laughs> which was, uh, I think, a lot of people when they first heard about you, or not when they first heard about you, but at some point that kind of became the story with you. If I beat the odds, you know. Yeah, is that how you feel? Yeah, to succumb that shit, you know. Right. Like, I mean, that, that's it's pretty wild, like, just to think that you, you know, could be in a very, very different situation. A lot of people who come from your circumstances are, are in a very different situation. Yeah, it's crazy. It's because um, a lot of shit, I was young. I was underage when I did a lot of shit. So mm. when, when, when I finally fucking, but, and then after I, well, I stayed out of trouble for like five years after that, like. It's not like I stayed out of trouble. I got arrested, but I never got found guilty for nothing. You feel me? Right. So I ain't got not, no adult record. You feel me? All my my youth record is crazy, though. Like, you feel me? Really? Yeah. So that's why you're able to travel and we see you uh, in America and shit at this point. Yeah. So do you, you live here most of the time at this point? Uh, yeah, I live in L.A. Okay. So you fully made the switch. How is that? It's dope, you know, I feel... Trying to chase my dreams, you know? Right. But, I mean, you got to miss some of the local shit. Like, one thing in Toronto, the food is absolutely fucking unbelievable. That's like the whole culture, the whole you been vibe. To Jamaica? You been to Toronto? Yeah. Said Jamaica. <laughs> Jamaica. Now, Might yeah. as well be Jamaica over I've been there. to Toronto a couple of times, and it's definitely like an amazing place. That if I was from there, I feel like I would have a hard time walking away from it. And, like, L.A. is amazing, yeah, sure. obviously, but it's got to be kind of a, a weird transition to an extent. But LA is like Toronto though now, cause for me, like, like when I leave LA, I need to go right back. Like, you feel me? Mm. And I, I, you know, like, I, the only reason why I don't be going over there to Canada is just because I don't want them to like ever not let me back in or anything. Oh, okay. So you, you just don't really go back at this point in general. Yeah, I don't go back. 
Interesting. So it's um like crazy rich. Do you see like when you go through the border and shit? Do you feel like there's a level of uh, inspection on you where they're really looking at you? Like I'm sure like a pretty good percentage of the people at the airport and shit know you and stuff. But do you yeah. feel like they're they're trying to catch you doing doing something or they're looking for a reason to fuck with you? Yeah, just because they kind of know who I am. But then some some of the police they are fans, like the the the. the like the TSA or whatever they, those people. Right. They'd be like, oh, Presto, what up, man? I'd be listening to your shit. Yeah. Where you going? You got a show today? Yeah. <laughs> and do you feel like they give you a bit of the benefit of the doubt in that you're doing something positive with yourself? Yeah, yeah for sure. They'd be like, they'd be like, leaving me, leaving me alone right now. You feel me? Mm. I respect that. Um, but yeah, you, I mean, you, you had pretty crazy childhood. We got to talk about the way that you came up because mm -hmm. it's definitely fucking something else. Some of the, the stuff from your childhood. Do you, do you remember like a specific point you sort of realized that you had a very unique upbringing in comparison to a, a very large percentage of people? Yeah. Like the first song, basically I knew I was unique from my city off the rip. You know what I mean? Cause I knew there was no one like me coming out at that time you feel me everybody that was rapping they're like they weren't like full certified in the streets you feel me mm. so when i started rapping i was like already 100 percent certified like you know like the whole streets knows me like everybody knew me before i was rapping you know right they just knew me and my niggas are just turned up piped up you know but you like you were super young when you first started rapping though right so like yeah. people knew about you from being out and about when you were like 12 and shit yeah they knew me from 12 <laughs> and shit like oh that the, me and my brother are them two little niggas that always like if you ever been to my hood and you had to and, and you don't know me you never been there like right if you've been to my area and you know you don't know me or my brother you, you never been there like you, you're capping like you're lying because Every time you go out there, you'll see us out there on our dirt bike, ripping around everywhere. You feel me? Right. Paint that picture for us, though, of like what it, what it was like in terms of what that area is like. Because a lot of people, it's hard for them to even imagine that Canada has some pretty fucking intense hoods. All right. So basically, I'll just be like, when I was young, like when I was 12 and shit, I used to see all them, I used to see like shootouts and shit, hear gunshots on my block every day, like every other day and shit really all them niggas would be at my crib you feel me like they'll be standing outside my crib you feel me like all them older niggas that be cripping and all that shit uh-huh it'd be like outside my crib right so that was just normal shit because people think that there's no guns in canada yeah i used to look out my window and shit and see like niggas playing with their guns and shit when i was like seven right six and i used to they used to be like yo go back inside and all that shit right is it mostly just like like in your area was it the issues would be caused by just like other neighborhoods just having problems with the neighborhood that you were from and shit was it mostly just territorial type shit or what, what was the source of all this conflict i don't even know stuff like just toronto being toronto you know <laughs> for sure but i used to be like they, they used to play dice outside my house like in front of my house all day right um I see them running around, running away from police, all that, all that shit, you know? Right. You got it later? Yeah. Um, did you, uh, but the, it's crazy just to think, like, do you look back at those times now and feel like, holy shit, like, I thought all that shit was normal. 
because you're like one person that managed to actually get out of there and break away from that and sort of be able to see a lot more of the world and stuff but like all the stuff that you thought was completely normal at that time has to seem pretty extreme now huh yeah it's what it's it's all normal to me like it don't matter life is life you feel me like Mm. fuck i'm proud to be going i'm proud that i went through all that because now i know like the purpose of life and shit you know yeah if i was just a rich kid from nowhere i would be fucking just worried about the wrong things you feel me right now i got like a bigger purpose and i have a stronger purpose you feel me definitely um okay so from day one from super early on were people trying to tell you that you should rap just because you had such a unique voice nah they never used to i just used to i was just rapping i don't even think people really liked my voice at first really until they hear what i'm saying you know and then some some people like it and then most people like it but some people they don't like it you know what i mean because they don't understand it and then they're not really it's not really communicating with them you feel me right like i i'm on a whole different vibe like only the real ones kind of connect with me you feel me right so how did you start rapping my homie died and shit and i just started rapping i made a song about him the wasp gang song so that was that was how you actually started rapping that was the first real song that you had ever done yeah that's the first song that i put out on youtube so prior to that you were just fucking around and was was that the first time that you felt like wow this is like something so momentous in my life so traumatizing that i gotta i gotta do something to to remember him how did that song come about we took it all we brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Uh... I just wanted to show them that, like, like, I'm the guy, like, and, and now, like, we're the guys in my neighborhood, and there ain't nobody realer than us in the city, you feel me? It's, right. It's, when it comes to the street shit, it stands and falls in our ball, ball court, you feel me? Uh-huh. When it comes to street music, like, they gotta come and listen to us, you feel me? They're not gonna, they're not, if they're looking for street music, you can't go find it from somewhere else, you feel me? You got to come to, like, my guys like me, Bernard Bands, Houdini, fucking YG, Janie, like, you feel me? Right. Um, But did you feel like... um, I, I saw some people saying, basically, that that was the first time that song sort of, like, ushered in a new era in terms yeah. of canadian street rap that like it just brought a completely different energy kind of like the, that the, song right there the, it was like the drill type moment sort of unfolding in yeah. canada where you're seeing sort of like people dying and and it's being they're being memor- memorialized in songs and like you know really kind of capturing like what was really going on yeah like we're because we're like in the image and like we're out there every day so all we had to do was call the cameraman and tell him pull up you feel me right and we just shoot our we shoot all our videos on the block like 
most of our videos just on the block. You feel me? Right. But then after that, I started doing videos like I'll try to like go on a whole different type of scale. Start doing like little crazy different type of videos. You feel me? Right. So that kind of got you motivated and realized that you actually had the potential to make something out of this. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, who would you cite as like influencing your music when you first started to do it though? Like, who did you want to be like? And and was it local people? Was it shit that you were listening to online or on the radio, or what was it? You know, I wanted to like, I wanted to like from the rip. I wanted. I thought I was gonna be like, I wanted to be like the gangster Justin Bieber for Canada. You feel me? Like, wow. All them like, just people look up to me and. All the girls love me, you feel me? And well, I'm in the from the streets, like. You but you wanted me? to be everything, yeah, all, all to, together, all together, like. Right. You feel me? Like, all t- like a, all one package, you know? Right. How long did it take before people started really tapping in with you, like in terms of bigger artists and shit? Were they just showing appreciation like right away? Uh, Tory Lanez was always fucking with me from the rip, from Lost Gang, my first song. Right. And then. I kept going hard. I was just getting crazy views, crazy views. And then Meek Mill reached out to me. Right. That's when, like, everything went crazy, you know? That's when, like, I did my song with Murder Beats, uh-huh. Novocaine. That's that song. Is, I hadn't heard it in years. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it yesterday, just like, holy fuck, this song blew my mind when I first heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then fucking, yeah, Meek Mills picked that shit up. And he kept posting it and everything, and then the weekend picked it up. Right. Everybody else was picking it up, like Ty Dolla Signs. Everybody was picking it up at that time, you know. Travis Scott was going crazy to it. Right. Uh. And then, yeah, a lot of people was just fucking with me. And so was all this before you caught your case that sort of slowed your career down a lot there. Uh. Nah, Meek Mills reached out to me while I was on my case. Uh-huh. Yeah, I caught a case, and then I was on house arrest and shit. And then Meek Mills, I dropped Novocaine, and that shit went crazy. Are you able to uh, speak about the situation that got you that case? Nah, I don't even want to yeah. talk about all that shit. Yeah, understandably. How did you, like, how did you actually end up beating that, though? Like, what, can you tell us a little bit about just exactly why you're able to be here today in terms of uh that whole situation yeah i guess i'm just here today that's how god works you know right god just puts you where you need to be at times you know right and god felt like i needed to be here so yeah go go ahead you know wow yeah that's crazy were you on that drake tour before that case or was that after that was during my case. Oh, wow. So when I caught my case, the reason why I was able to leave Canada is because I was telling the judge, like, yeah, I'm going to go tour with Drake, you know? And they're like, yeah, that's dope. Oh, oh, oh you feel me? Mm. They just let me, they just let me go. My lawyer was, my lawyer got like a bail variation. Right. And I was able to just perform and they gave me like 30 days I was supposed to go for. And then my, my lawyer just kept extending it. 
I ain't even needed to go to court or nothing. You feel me? Right. And that was my adult case. Mm. So you had like what what kind of arrest did you have before that when you were younger? Um fuck. I don't even like talking about that shit either, you know? Right. You kinda left all that in the past. Yeah, I don't really wanna tell them because it's gone, you know? It's, yeah. Doesn't mean if I bring it out, it's going to steal on me. <laughs> but do you feel like you've kind of had to deal with that reputation in a way? Like, or, and do you feel like that's sort of like is something that people are excited about, like from the fan base? Because, you know, a lot of times it's kind of hard to get people to pay attention to a rapper unless that rapper has some sort of violence like associated with their name. Yeah. Um, it's not really violence. It's just like being out there every day. You know what I mean? It's just a a violent neighborhood in general, you know what I mean? So it ain't violent to us, it's normal to us, you know what I mean? Like, for us, it's, for our moms and stuff, all this shit's normal. Like, they come outside of the hood, ask their neighbor for sugar, ask their neighbor for rice, mm. you feel me? Like, it's a peaceful, it's more peaceful than even going to, like, the suburbs and shit, because people next door don't even fuck with you, you feel me? Right. Here you could go ask 10 different people for sugar. Mm. 10 different people for bread like you know what i mean if you're if you need an audience you could t- ask 10 different people if somebody would knock on my door in my neighborhood and ask me for sugar i would be very very confused right but that's normal in my in my hood like right oh, oh you need some sugar uh then they'll come back and if they need something hey go ask them because last time we gave them sugar so we could go ask them for some onions you know mm. So that's how it is, and it's not violence. It's very peaceful. It's loving over there. I I miss the love over there. You feel me? I, to be honest, and right. But when it comes to all that other shit, it's just like knuckleheads running around. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, like Toronto's kind of got a reputation over the last few years <laughs> as like one of the craziest places in rap. Like uh, I don't know. There's this one trap geek video that like everybody kind of I think has seen at this point that sort of like summarizes how dramatic the careers of a lot of the up-and-coming rappers from your city have been <laughs> over the past couple years and how many tragedies there's been. Um, how do you feel about that and then the city sort of having that reputation? Nah, it's just. Yeah, it's like, it's like what it's like what Kodak says. Like, like a lot of rappers get it over there because like a lot of people have ego issues and they say like they want to kill somebody and get a like what Kodak says. You know, Kodak says kill somebody get get a dime, kill a rap nigga get a dub. Mm. Like it's like more clouded to like get a rapper or something. I don't know. Right. So you really feel like that is like a thing that's happened with the culture out there where certain people feel like they're going to make a name for themselves or some shit by It's just like no one wants to no one wants Dabber person to blow up like I, I pretty sure a lot of people don't want me to blow up like you know is, that, is that part of why you don't really care to be over there? Nah, not that. I, I could be over there regardless. It ain't nothing about that. Like I know how to move and shit, but mm-hmm. it's just be police be on me a lot, you know? Right. They be trying to lock me up off the rip you feel me like as soon as i step in the city like they on my ass you know mm. can you tell me about houdini and what it was like losing him yeah like houdini is like my like day one brother like from from young young as fuck you know what i mean his dad and my dad knew each other before we were born and stuff you know right and then and houdini was just a sauced up kid 
he ended up moving from my neighborhood to like Brampton, like um, later on. But then he he still rocked with us like to the fullest, you know. What I mean, always in the hood and stuff, you know. Right. But I was like, a lot of a lot of people moved out the hood, but then they still find their way back, you know. Mm. And then, yeah, he was dope for sure. He was a goat for my neighborhood, like. He's a goat in this music shit. Like, he don't sound like he from Toronto. He sound like he got his own sound and just dripping every day. You feel me? Right. So, Houdini used to run around in L.A. a lot, too. Right. I think he met you before, right? Yeah, I think so. They got a photo together or something. Um, You met him at the um, the Rolling Loud show. Right. Yeah, I mean, losing somebody like him, though, or like when you lose various rappers that have been coming up at your city does that just make you feel more appreciative of the fact that you get to be here and does it make it feel more important that you're able to represent for your city um it just feels like regardless i'm a rep for my city regardless like no one ain't gonna get in my way of what i need to be in life you feel me right i could be in the roughest part the deepest trenches whatever like I'd be, I'd be in the trenches all the time, you know what I mean? I'd be in America in the trenches, you know? So and it, it's the same thing everywhere, bro. You feel me? Like, when you're a rapper, like, a lot of niggas just probably like you, like 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 your jewelry and shit, and want, want to come up off you off your jewelry. Uh-huh. So just a dangerous life everywhere in general, you know what I mean? Right. They get crazy everywhere. <clears throat> but, nah, I hear what you're saying, like, it's just, I ain't going out like that, so that has nothing to do with me, you know? Mm. Like, them niggas, that was their future. That was their destiny, you know what I mean? Right. But that's not my destiny. Like, I know what my destiny is, you feel me? What is your destiny? What do you, what do you just feel being, like you got to do with this life? I just got to be, like, the biggest, the biggest to come out of my, like, Canada, you know? Mm. From the muddy, from the street, and able to give back like i be giving back all the time you know what i mean like i there's a lot of shit that i be doing for kids that be playing basketball and shit buying them a bunch of jerseys and just taking care of the kids that play ball that go to the league later on in life you feel me uh-huh like a lot of a lot of me and a lot of my friends they i have a couple of kids that are in the nba that are my homies and shit like you know uh-huh. so they're like used to play for the same organization as me and shit right so i'd be going back to that same organization and like helping out the kids that hopefully they'll make it later on in life right what kind of reactions do you get from them are they like shocked to see you taking time out of your schedule to do that sort of thing they don't really know that i'm behind it like that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i just deal with my teacher like my neighborhood teacher like he's like a mentor back in the day you feel me right so I just kind of like go through with, with my mentor and shit, and he just handles all that. I don't care if they they know I'm involved or not. You know, it's more off on the hush. You know. Mm. Respect. Um. So in terms of where you're at right now in your career, like, what what are you motivated to actually like? What like what steps do you feel like you need to actually do to take your shit to the next level? Like, where where how do you view what you're trying to do and where you're at? Uh, I just need to take over America real quick. I did. 
I did Canada. I did Europe, you know? Uh-huh. I just got to come turn up America one time. Once I get the exposure in America, I'm out of here, you know? Right. I was listening to that new song, Ambitions, and I thought it was incredible. Yeah. Like, that was really amazing. That totally just reminded me of how fucking unique your, your style is. Yeah, I know. I was appreciative of that. How much are you recording at this point? Like, how much do you... How much work do you actually put in and, and how much do you like do you just work by yourself do you like work with producers on stuff like how, what's your creative process like i think i just put out like seven songs but I, in a year i probably got like hella songs bro. thousands of songs you feel me mm. i probably right now got like two thousand songs three thousand songs like just even shit I forget about, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Uh, it just be whatever. Whatever I feel like it's good, I just put out, you know? Mm. I be recording all the, all the time. I got a studio in my crib. Mm-hmm. Where do you stay at out here? Yeah. Yeah, out here. You don't gotta give me the city. <laughs> <laughs> I be staying out here. I'm out here, though. That's all they need to know. If they want to come find me, I'm in LA, you feel me? For sure. What's your uh, lifestyle like, though? Like, what, like you know, there's a lot of people out here party a shitload. Like, do you live more of like a simple lifestyle? What's 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 the speed that you're living at? I ain't in no hype shit, bro. bro you know, I'm just trying to get in and get out. You feel me? Uh huh. Just trying. I be like just chilling, doing. Not everything I do, I advertise. You feel me? Like, mm. I just be. I do all this, all the shit that these niggas be doing. We be out here doing too. You feel me? Right. I just don't be advertising all the shit. You know. Uh huh. Um. You know so- LA. You know how the shit goes. It's just Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, I could go Hollywood if I wanted to. You feel me? Right. But I be just chilling. Me. You feel me? I could turn the Hollywood switch on whenever I want. You feel me? Mm. Definitely. The more times I got it off. But, but do you like doing that kind of stuff? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. some people, you see certain rappers who, who blow up and they sort of take it upon themselves to, like, actually start doing rich person shit, famous person shit. And then you have other people, like you mentioned Kodak, who comes to mind, whereas, like, he could seemingly make, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and he doesn't give a fuck. He's still basically <laughs> going to be doing the same shit and living the type of life that he wants. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't be out here chasing the clout and trying to clout up and nah bro i'll just come do little interviews like this and get my clout you know <laughs> come, come check in no jumper you feel me get my little fans little your fans and shit you feel me i ain't gonna be on the ig talking shit and being hyped up and doing all that shit you feel me right you'll just catch me posting a picture yeah promoting my music <laughs> well you want to keep like a element of mystery right yeah. like if you're putting yourself out there on fucking instagram live all the fucking time and then, then who wants to fucking see you right. no one doesn't even care about your video like right you, i mean they don't even care what you gotta say because you said it 50 times already in mm. on fucking ig live i actually was watching an instagram live with you kind of like not arguing but having a conversation with your brother right about mm. uh he was like saying like you're just smoking blunts on instagram live like we need to educate these people like <laughs> they already know how to roll a blunt yeah i know he'd be like nah he just be trying to tell me like to pipe up on ig live like because he more piped up like you know he's the type to i 
talk his shit on there, you feel me? But right. me, I don't, I go on there, roll up a blunt, say what's popping, you feel me? <laughs> Play I mean, some music, you feel me? Right, I mean, you are like a very like low-key sort of chill person, right? Yeah. Like, is it sometimes you have to like change your fucking attitude yeah, in like, order to do rapper shit, Yeah, right? that's what yeah. my brother be trying to do. Like, fam, you gotta, you gotta do this. This is what the fans want to see. Like, this right. is what the fan. you don't see what these guys are doing knowing that fam, these guys are... These guys are bringing in fans. They're they're getting views. Like niggas will get two thousand views on live. You feel me? Mm. Me, I just get like six, seven hundred. You know what I mean? And sometimes people will come on my shit because I just be smoking. Like you know? <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers be like, yo, rah, 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 put your hands on <laughs> Right. I can't do all that shit, buddy. You feel me? Yeah, it is weird. I mean, that shit out my character, like. You see people like you can you can tell when somebody's whole personality has been completely skewed and just like stretched them into somebody who they totally aren't. And it's it's awful for me when I see an artist that I really respect and they're just doing some goofy ass shit on Instagram. And I'm just like, damn, like they, they were so tight and they're letting the fucking likes and the comments fucking derail what they had going on. You know, yeah, it's, it's definitely something to be conscious of. Um. So how do you feel about like the up and coming generation that's coming out of Canada right now? Do you you have anybody that you that you fuck with and is it important for you to still like work with the up and coming generation? Now, you know, you've been out for a couple of years so you got to kind of feel like you're certified to some extent, right? <laughs> nah, Brisky, we certified regardless. Even <laughs> if I went pop today, buddy, <laughs> these niggas know what time it is, girl, you know? I don't even need to be talking about no all that shit, like all that boom boom bop shit, you know? Uh-huh. I could talk about girls all day and niggas that fuck with it, you feel me? Do you think your fans want to hear that kind of shit from you though? If you went fully soft, like, do you feel like <laughs> your fans want to hear some street shit from you? Like, they probably. Obviously, for sure. Yeah. We're going to always give them street shit. I'm just talking shit, you know? I'm just saying, like, this is what type of nigga I am. Like, I, I could be whoever I want and still be certified out here, you know? Mm. Niggas know what time it is, bro. You feel me? I feel you. So your brother just got out of prison? Yeah, my brother just got out of jail. BFR Bundog? Yeah. And how long was he in? He got like 10 years. 10 years? And so he's out and like, how, how is that? He got off probation just now, so he um he all over the road right now. You feel me? Really? So if you had him out <laughs> he here and shit? He's nah, in Dubai. Nah. I saw those photos. Yeah. You were out there with him? Uh, nah. Oh, you, you, you couldn't make the trip? No, I couldn't. I didn't want to go. <laughs> you didn't want to go to Dubai? Why not? Because um, I'm trying to get back in America, buddy. You know I mean? Oh, so you're afraid that if you leave, you might not be able to get back in? Not even that. Like, I'm just so, like, I just don't like dealing with, like, police and the border, like, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't even know what to tell them. Like, I don't even talk to, to a police. Like, right. So, if, when they search secondary me, I don't even know what to say, like, you feel me? So you I, have so much paranoia about crossing the border that you're kind of not trying to fuck with. Dubai. I mean, I wouldn't want to go to Dubai because I couldn't smoke weed. That would suck. Now I'm finna go. I'm finna start. I'm finna go back and forth right now. It's just, bro. I'm trying to figure out America. Like I, I could be over there anytime. You know, like that's those are my stomping ground. Like uh-huh. those are that's my playground. Like I go. I'm out here. I don't really got too much people in America. It's just me out here. But I got hella people in Canada and. Europe and shit, Dubai, like, right. I we go over there and be living in Hollywood out there. You feel me? But me, my 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 focus is trying to get some American exposure. You feel me? Mm. 
Um, so how'd you end up doing that song with uh, Chef G and Sleepy Hollow and them? Like, how'd, how'd you just create that relationship? Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, they were RCA and I'm with Sony, you feel me? Oh, okay. So we kind of just came together on that type of shit. Interesting. How'd you guys all get along, though? That was interesting. Because that's like the Brooklyn drill scene. And we got you, you're like Toronto. <laughs> God. Street God. Ah, uh, fuck. Damn, you just I didn't know how to talk to people too, you know? Like other people are there's other people behind me too and you feel me? It's not and me talking all the time, you know? Right. It's like, I just pull up and we just show out, you feel me? We trying to here to make great music, we're trying to here to we're here to make greatness, you know what I mean? Mm. Definitely. Um, is Preston in a relationship? Uh fuck. Kinda crazy right now. Yeah. It's kind of crazy right now. Yeah. In in what regards? As in, you have a crazy ass relationship, or it's crazy <laughs> how much pussy you're getting? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. So next year, you know. His whole team is giggling right now. We ain't here to talk about this. Boom! Put him on the spot, made him uncomfortable. That's what <laughs> interviewing us is all about. Um. So. It, what direction do you find yourself pulled in musically at this point? Like the kind of shit that you want to be making, the kind of shit that you feel like is where you're best suited. Like what what what's the stuff that gets you hyped right now? Um, I like fucking. I just bought a, I just bought a twenty thousand dollar dog. I fucking been fucking with him, fucking with her like. For a little bit, like you know, just that's the energy. <laughs> Twenty thousand dollar dogs. Yeah, she twenty bands, and I just been trying to take care of this dog. <laughs> really, just looking at this rich ass dog, just thinking about her, that inspires you to make music. Yeah, like oh, oh, what are you talking about? Like what I like to do? Like no, uh, I'm talking about like you know when you get in the studio, like what kind oh, of music oh, you oh, like I making these saying, days? Like what am I doing? Like for like just like for chilling? I like, mean, we can talk about like, both <laughs> for sure, but I feel I like that though. Twenty thousand dollar dog music. <laughs> $20,000 dog. I be talking about ass. my dog saying, yeah, my dog 20 man. <laughs> no, yeah, you got to say that. My dog a Roly and shit. I was listening to Rio, the young OG song, and he was, uh, he was like making fun of somebody for having like a $200 dog. Like he was, <laughs> he's like dog fighting, but he got a cheap ass dog. And I was like, damn, I never heard somebody clown somebody for that <laughs> until right now. But uh, $20,000 dog, you can't be fighting that. Yeah, you can't be fighting no, that. No, no, no. My dog don't fight. No, definitely. And I'll just chill, you know? Mm. But, okay, musically, like, what, what, what's the shit that you're excited about? And, like, what, you know, what, what kind of shit do you feel like they really want to hear from you? Uh, they want to hear some street shit, obviously. That's just how it goes, you know? Uh-huh. I just give them, I just keep giving them the real and giving them the truth, you feel me? And just giving them what it is to be. A nigga like me coming out the streets of Toronto, you know? Yeah. Representing for Toronto out here in America. And show y'all motherfuckers that, like, yeah, Canada's sweet. I know, I understand, you feel me? Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, where I'm from, me my niggas, we, we ain't sweet, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I understand where y'all come from because I understand, like, that's the the vibe Canada is, like, we're like peacemakers, you feel me? Mm. That's like, like they teach us manners, please and thank you. That's why I got like manners and shit, you know? Mm. Like a lot of, you'll see a lot of people like kind of from Canada, 
like please thank you even real niggas from the streets like oh yo thank you like you know right. a nigga out here like yeah, yeah, yeah that's what's up like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up means thank you kind of <laughs> yeah, no but i feel you because like every time i've been to canada because i grew up like in new hampshire so like montreal is like a six-hour drive away so mm-hmm. we would kind of go in there from a young age and that's always been my impression is like damn you cross this border and everybody gets like 20% more friendly Yeah <laughs> So then when you're Learning about Pressa And you're learning about Like everything that's gone In Toronto And all the like, street the shit fuck? And stuff You're like damn There are some mean ass people Out here <laughs> But you're saying That they they have a friendly Demeanor while Yeah they're, my, they're Mean guys with manners In yeah. my hood bro you Right know? <laughs> We're just some Classy ass niggas From my city In my In my hood You feel me that Yeah Just keep it real You feel me And just keep it Thugging you know You got Blowing money in the strip club and spending their money on girls and shit like that. They just you don't get into all just, that. Nah, they just feed their family. And they get they they do their thing, you know. For sure. Um, shit. All right. Well, it was good for us to finally get to tap in like this. Um, man, last time I seen you though, you had the afro. <laughs> the Jerry curls. And I was really fucking with. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, Jerry <laughs> curls. Right. You know, that's it. Yeah, I'm misremembering it. Okay, you're right. <laughs> But that was very lit. I was like, wow, this is fucking some of the finest hair I ever seen in my life. <laughs> so I was just I had to throw that in there. Yeah, that's the that's that drip. I could switch it up anytime. I keep telling y'all, bro. Like, <laughs> I go perm my hair, they ain't gonna say shit about it, you feel me? Right. But how much do you care about the clothing side of things? Like is that a big passion of yours? Just what? just having fire outfits and shit all the time? Fire outfits, like clothes? Yeah, the clothes side of things. Uh yeah, for sure. I'd be like that's just part of it. That's just part of the culture. I, we always been, like, when we were young, we always used to be uh, Fresh Kids. Mm-hmm. We had this little this little um, group called Fresh Kids in the city. We are like, I was, like, 9, 10. My brother, like, 13, 14. But it's, like, all the Fresh Kids that are in the city, they could be, like, FK, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, you're FK. You're FK gang, like, because oh, okay. you're fresh. You have Jordans on or like you have 20 different Jordans, like you're <laughs> saucy, you know? Right. But like if you weren't saucy, you could you can't be FK and we'll be at all the parties that like Drake's um manager used to be DJing and shit cuz Future, he used to DJ a lot. Uh-huh. Back in the day in my in my hood like on the strip and stuff like. So like Future's like knows about a lot about our culture, you feel me? Like what me and my brother and what me and my niggas been going through back home, you feel me? Uh-huh. Going, dancing up with girls and shit, parties and shit. Oh, yeah? We're doing parties like I'm 10 years old in like a fucking party that's playing music. like. Yeah. <laughs> bubbling girls, dancing with girls and 10 shit. 10 years old in a club, huh? Yeah, like they, it's all ages club. What a way to grow up, man. All ages? Does all ages include 10-year-olds? That's crazy. Yeah. All ages. <laughs> yeah. I take I take all ages to mean like, well, no, I guess yeah, you could get a 10-year-old in the, just, I guess I've never really seen a 10-year-old in the club, but. You see 10-year-olds, boys dancing and shit, break dancing and all that shit. <laughs> That's crazy. That was you? You have a break dancing face? Not like break dance, but like fucking, they're just like, you know the. You know, like the robot Jabberwocky boys, right? You know, like, they're just super saucy. They're dancing with all the girls. Definitely. They, they send a little boy out in the middle, like, and he comes, does his couple moves, and everybody goes crazy. 
Are you on TikTok? Have you taken nah. your dancing to the internet like that? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I was in dancing. I was just in the corner watching the kid them dance. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel you. Fuck. All right, Presser. What you got? Anything dropping we need to know about? Anything to look forward to? The Gardner Express. Make sure that y'all go listen to the Gardner Express. You feel me? That's the that's the drip right now. Everybody in Canada going crazy for it. So y'all Americans better pick up right now, cause you know what I mean. Y'all got be part of the culture right now before y'all start knowing me later when I'm already popping. You feel me? Yeah. Catch up. Have you, made it to the, if you made it to the end of this interview, you probably already know what the fuck's going on. But <laughs> you know, I'm definitely hyped to see the new music coming out and shit. Because like the, the shit that I was listening to, the newer stuff, I was still like, damn, he, he ain't slipping up at all. This shit is hard. Yeah, I know. Fuck. Appreciate damn. it. Uh. Appreciate it, man. All right. Pressa, No Jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. And follow me on Instagram, man. Pressa. Press Armani. Armani. Appreciate y'all.